Let's Talk, the Monday through Friday podcast of Bible Fellowship Church, designed to give you help and encouragement during these times of COVID-19 social distancing. You not only get help and encouragement, but you are a great help and encouragement to us. And I want to say thank you, because many of you have contacted us and told us how important these daily podcasts have been to you and how helpful they've been to you. And so we're glad to be with you again today and have this privilege of encouraging you. And our encouragement today, we want to take from Psalm 133, just three verses. It's a very short psalm, but it's a real psalm of encouragement that can help us in our daily lives today. The word of the Lord says this, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. The idea that we're dealing with today is unity. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Lord, help us understand, help us to be gripped by this wonderful, peaceful thought. Pull us together and and keep us together as the body of Christ, though we go through very challenging times. Help us to be encouraged by your word this morning. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was preparing for this today, as I was uh, looking over a commentary, one of my favorite commentators is a fellow by the name of James Boyce, Jim Boyce, I call him. Didn't meet him personally. He's been uh, gone and in heaven for a number of years. But Boyce is always encouraging to me and helpful to me. And as I was reading through this today, I noticed that one of the things that Boyce said was that the New Testament word for fellowship could just as well be translated a commitment to unity. And that caught my eye and caught my ear, of course, because we're the Bible Fellowship Church. And I like that idea, that commitment to unity would be our middle name in some sense. I think it's particularly important today for us to talk about the matter of unity, because there's so many things in our world today that are trying to tear us apart. There's so many things, even in the church, that are tempting us to lose our patience with one another, to begin dividing, to begin separating. Uh, just think of what we're going through. Face masks. You know, we could get, we could have a discussion over a face masks. Some people want to wear them. Other people don't want to wear them. And it can become quite heated, our opinions on these things. We have the whole pandemic situation. Some people want to use this medicine. Other people say, no, it's no good. There are many things we could divide over. And if we're not careful, these things could become a real divisive issue in the body of Christ. And then On top of all of that, it's 2020, which means it's an election year. And we have people in the body of Christ who are going to favor this candidate, other people who are going to favor another candidate. There are a lot of landmines that have been put down for us this year that could threaten unity in the body of Christ. But let's take some encouragement from this psalm where we learn some things about unity. One of the things we learn about unity is that unity is from God. It comes down. We see this in the picture of the oil being poured over the head of Aaron, the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, running down on the beard of Aaron, 
running down in on the collar of his robes, or like the dew of Hermon, which falls. There, there are all these references to things that are descending. And I think that's helpful to us because it's good for us to remember that unity comes from above. Unity comes from God himself. You know, a minute's thinking about this will confirm that when God created everything, everything was in perfect unity. The first two chapters of Genesis are wonderful, aren't they? Man fellowshipping with God, man and woman fellowshipping with each other, no embarrassment between them. Everything was in perfect unity. But what happened? Sin came in, and disunity and hostility became normal among human beings. And we've been suffering from that ever since, haven't we? But unity is from God, and God desires unity among his people. Another thing we might note is that unity is for the small and great alike. When we look at the picture of the dew falling on Mount Hermon in these verses and descending onto the mountain of Zion, there's a, there's a wonderful picture here. Mount Hermon was the tallest mountain in the nation of Israel. And far south of that in Jerusalem was Mount Zion, which you and I wouldn't even consider a mountain at all. If you've ever been there, you know it's just kind of a hill where the temple was built. And yet the picture that we get in this psalm is of this dew that's coming down from heaven, and it falls on that tall, high mountain of Mount Hermon, but it also falls on the little hill of Zion. God's unity is for small and great alike. It falls on both the, those who are, are uh, significant in the body of Christ and others who may feel ourselves to be not very significant, but everybody benefits from the peace of God that comes to us through Jesus Christ. Peace benefits everyone. The blessing of unity flows from one person to another as well. That when we are people of peace, we tend to provoke peace in the people around us. And when we are people of disunity and of hostility, we tend to provoke disunity and hostility in those around us. No, you see, the blessing flows from God and it comes to all of us so that we can share that blessing with others. And then finally, the verses suggest to us that unity is a foretaste of heaven. Do you ever think about the fact that there's not going to be any division or separation in heaven, when we finally get past the problem of sin on earth, when we finally get home, for the rest of eternity, no division, no separation, just the family of God rejoicing in God and in each other. And I look forward to that day as I'm sure you do. Now, the secret to unity is that unity is only established in the church and among men and women when we get outside of ourselves and we submit our own selfish individualism to a higher and more worthy cause than we see within ourselves. In other words, in order for us to have unity, we have to put away our importance and focus on the importance of God and of others. Someone has said that the stronger your vertical fellowship is, the stronger your horizontal fellowship will be likely to be. And I think that's the truth. The more we see God as big and the more we see ourselves as small, 
we'll be able to be instruments of peace to all those around us. May the Lord give us unity in our day with each other and with our Lord Jesus Christ. May we be people who are characterized by peace. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you've given us this privilege of being men and women of peace. We don't have to be the people in our society that are angry. We don't have to be the ones who are causing division and hostility to multiply among the citizens of planet Earth. We can be, because of our union with the Lord Jesus Christ, genuinely men and women of peace. Help us to enjoy that and to complete that mission. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us again today. Uh, You can uh, join us on Sundays at 9 and 11 for on-site services. Also, 6 p.m. in the evening, we have an evening service on-site. You can also watch the stream version on uh, YouTube or on Facebook, uh, BFC Family Facebook page to see the services on Sunday morning. And so we've got these opportunities to share together, even though we may have to be apart for a little bit longer physically. But thanks for being with us today. So the Lord bless you and keep you and stay safe.